Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the War on 74 podcast. This is podcast number three. Cat and Chuck coming out from you here in Florida. We are live in Florida. Sorry we're a day late. Meant to get the podcast out last night. Let's just say the, if there's a little something that, if you don't know, listeners, something called first night syndrome, and that is exactly what Cat and I are experiencing right now. Jake is with us as well. Jake, how you doing? Great, boys. Hope, hope you're feeling all right down there. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm feeling not bad. I'm worried about my boy Cat here. I got to get him a coffee or a vodka Red Bull and, and get him fired up. We got a big day. We're heading to the beach soon. Love to hear it. All right. So before we uh, before we get started, let's talk about give you a little uh, heads up, everyone, about what we got going on today in our podcast. It might be a little bit shorter than um, the last couple that we've done. We're gonna have Jake on. He's gonna he's gonna talk to us about his board. He's gonna talk to us about some stuff last week. Give us some other big news. And then uh, we're going to bring in our friend Jake Woland. Jake is a uh, high school sports writer in the state of Illinois covering um, high school girls basketball. He's going to give us an update on what's going on with IHSA basketball situation, the Illinois basketball situation with who's playing, who's not. Kind of give us a scoop on there. He's going to give us an update on all the Birdhouse boys. Shout out to all, all the former Birdhouse boys. And then uh, he'll talk about the big Clemson Notre Dame matchup and then uh, the world's largest cocktail party, Florida, Georgia. After that, we're hoping to bring in uh, our, our friend Taylor Titty England. He'll give us our fun in the sun picks. And then uh, and then we're bringing on our, our other good friend, Adam Schmidt. He's going to sit on with us while we talk some college football lines, tell you some picks that we like, and then uh, then we'll, we'll preview what's going to happen next week, give you your, the rest of our weekend plans, and um, and then we'll post everything on Twitter. So remember on Twitter, go ahead and follow us, War on 74 pod That is War on 74 pod Go check us out. Uh, we got some stuff on there. Go like, share, all that stuff. Okay? All right, Kat, how you feeling? You ready to go, man? I'm ready to rock. So just get everybody a little heads up here. Me and Kat, we flew down into Florida yesterday. Uh, got here. My uncle picked us up from the airport at about, uh, I don't know. Yeah, 11.30 noon. And uh, immediately, hey, hey, cooler in the back, boys. Why don't you go ahead and crack a couple beers? So we did that. And then the next thing we do is, you know, we're talking to, to my uncle. My, we, I call him Godfather. I call him. Uh, that's my uncle. That's who we're staying with down here. And I say, hey, uh, you know, our friend, you remember Jake Light, you know, our friend Jake, he uh, just had a just had a baby girl, just had a baby girl. And uh, he said, <laughs> he said, oh, Jake Light, you mean the guy that was puking on every tree at Madison Golf Course? <laughs> you know what? I knew that was coming and I'm fine with it. It was a long wedding the night before. And you know what? That's what dreams are made of right there. Madison, Madison Golf Course, Sunday morning, Elks outing puking on trees is that is that what happened was you were at a wedding the night before yeah uh one of one of my wife's co-workers got married and it was uh it was coors light draft i've never said no to one of those in my life oh okay so jake jake's with us here jake uh pod two recap uh anything you want to talk about from last week um, not, there's not a ton. Um, I think I went one, one, and one, if I'm not mistaken, I've got, got to be honest. I think we're going to get to this soon. I didn't get to follow it nearly as much as I would like if to, like, like to, but, um, yeah, I mean, another, another decent weekend should have been two and one on the podcast pick. Um, overall, I think I did, um, you know, kind of that average range. I think I was around like six and six. So, not a weekend that was super profitable, but also not a weekend that we uh, we lost a lot of money. So we'll take it at the end of the day. No, we had that uh, we had that that side bet, Jake, where the bush light for the Illinois game, and uh, the Illinois ended up having I think like sixteen players out that day because of COVID and injuries. And so I was like, oh, Jake, we can't count this bet with all those injuries on game day. And then that line went way up to like ten and a half, eleven. And then it ended up going back to seven. Karan Taylor, the Peoria native from Peoria High, shout out the Lions. Uh, he came in and kind of did his thing for Illinois there and kept him in the ball game. So I'll take the push, Jake. You know what? I think it was meant to be a push with that side wager. I think we. I think what we do is. I think. I think. I think we. I think we might roll. Have to roll us over into if we on different sides. Maybe we'll just go two this time. Two oh, cases. Don't wow. nothing for the kid. Hey, I'm not scared. <laughs> okay, uh, Jake. I think there's some other news that you probably want to talk about. Um, what's, what's, we're going to skip ahead here from, we usually do it at the end, but we're going to do it at the beginning. Is Jake Light a dad? Jake Light, are you a father? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. 
it's uh yeah wild stuff let me tell you um we yeah went into uh my wife went into labor on uh friday and uh yeah had a baby saturday morning a little uh little halloween baby and uh yeah couldn't be happier her name is uh noah lynn and uh she's doing well actually getting ready to go to our first uh first doctor's appointment today so in the hospital a little bit longer just with some minor complications but everything is good and uh we're all good to go how about it everybody jake light is a father he is a dad I did, I, you know, Jake, I thought that segment was going to go on a little bit longer. I thought that was going to carry over for a few more weeks. We're going to have a fun with that. Maybe throwing a, like a line on what day that thing was going to come over or under that date. But she was ready to come early. And uh, sounds like sounds like your wife, Lexi's doing well, too. And, and everybody's happy, huh? Yeah, everybody's home. We're all happy, like I said. I think um, it was a little bit longer stay than expected. But you know what? I will tell you guys, there there is nothing better than when a nurse comes in to your room and you have um, a football game on the TV and on your phone, and you're just grinding out overs and picks and just look like an absolute degenerate while you're in the hospital. So trust me, I still did that, still gambled a lot um, in the hospital. And uh, I don't know if that makes me a bad person or not, but hey, you got to do what you got to do while you're sitting there for She's five got a lot- days. Yeah, got got to learn early, and uh, we, we were actually uh, breaking down some. Uh, here's 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 a Jordo, Jordo, my brother. Here's a little shout out for him. We were actually breaking down some Iron One High School film. Um, oh. Got 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 a big big win last weekend for him. So we were she was laying on my lap this morning. We were breaking down some film. So uh, yeah, been a ton of fun though. That's great, Jake. We're happy for you. I know probably all the listeners are listening are happy for you. Um, big news on is the Jake Light of Dad uh, recap there, and we're happy for you. We're happy for for Lexi and the whole family. So, big news. We'll get her. We'll get her uh, putting some choices in front of her. Hopefully soon, and maybe she can reach for. Cat. Uh, I think Cat was talking yesterday. Getting you some stuffed animals and for for mascots and seeing who she likes in some of their games. So, <laughs> get well, her, get her get her moving soon, would you? Yeah, I will. She's she. I will say she does want to know. Uh, I did send the boys here a Snapchat on uh, on on last night, and all right, I guess that was Wednesday for a little action. And uh, listen, she she wanted the over in the uh, in the uh, Northern Illinois game. So want to know want to know for for baby Noah. That's great, Jake. Okay, so we're gonna move on here to your board. Who are your? I'm gonna write it down here so I can put it on Twitter. Who who are you liking this week? Is there anything? You really like any stayaways for you, and then give us your let us know when you're giving us your three picks. Yeah, so I'm gonna run down. Um, obviously, with everything going on in my life currently, um, not had the most time to do some research. So babies are uh, need a lot of attention. So bear with me here. I, I do have some lines. I have had some time to look at some stuff. Um, so just gonna run through some lines here real quick. That kind of what I'm looking at. Um. Really liking the Michigan State game. I think Michigan State is, uh, if you're going to play the game, I think you, you got to pick Michigan State here. I know Iowa is 0-2. Um, you know, historically, they're not a team that, that you know, loses two games in a row. But I think this year, um, with seeing what we saw from Michigan State week one to the drastic change in week two, where they took down, obviously, Michigan, um, I think that line's a little inflated. I, I kind of make it more of like a three-and-a-half you know, three game. And, you know, right now, depending on where you're at, you can get it at either six and a half all the way up to seven and a half. So I took it at seven. Um, I'm going to be playing Michigan state, not one of my picks for the board, but Oh, do like, do like that pick a lot. Perfect. Because that, that you wanted to carry over that, uh, that side bet that we had for the Bush light and it, for something that we disagreed on. And there it is. First one you gave out. Boom. I I'm big on Iowa this week. I think they started off Oh, and two when really, they could be two and zero. They they had some tough breaks. I know there's some stuff kind of going on there inside the program, but they're at home. I know there's no fans, but they're back at home. They're at Kinnick. Michigan State's in a huge letdown spot after the huge win uh, last week against Michigan. They got the win. They they can go the rest of the season now, and they can be happy because they beat they beat the the the, the blue and, and up there in Michigan. So I think Iowa's in a great spot. That line's like oh six and a half. Uh, you know oh yeah blah blah. It, and boom, I'm going to take Iowa. Um, I love that spot for them. So there's our, our side bet right there. I know Kat might have something to say on that too. Yeah, I like Michigan State with Jake. Uh, I think one of Iowa's top receivers is out. 
Iowa, I watched them against Northwestern. They they did not impress me. They don't look good at all. So I'm also on the on Sparty Jake. I like that a lot at seven. I already put it in. Um, so I'm riding with you on that. Okay, Jake. Love to hear. <laughs> Glad to hear. <laughs> so a um, couple other games I'm not going to take a ton of time on. I'm um, just going to touch on them real quick. I, I do like Illinois this week. Um, I think them getting seven is, is a spot I want to be at. Um, their offense, even though they, they've had some, you know, they had a ton of people out, I think their offense is kind of firing on all cylinders right now. Um, they, they've put up a decent amount of points in, in both the games we've seen them, seen them play in. Um, and I think Michigan – or I'm sorry, Minnesota's defense has, has been extremely bad. Um, so – I'm going to – I haven't played it yet. I think I'm going to be on the Illini this week. So, that is another game I'm looking into. Hey, hey y'all want to win? Put Karan Taylor in. Guy's a stud. To do, man. Put the Peoria boy in and see what he can do. You got a full week of, of, of QB1 reps, hopefully. <laughs> Love to hear that also. Um, last game I haven't put in yet. That's not on my board that I, I wanted to touch on. Um, one thing I, I definitely have already put in as well is um, the Michigan-Indiana over – um, Michigan's defense, especially their secondary, is, is not what it used to be. Um, and, and I think that Indiana, um, with the transfer QB coming in, I think they're able to, to kind of exploit that defense, take some deep shots. Um, I just see a lot of points here in this game. So going to be taking the over in that game. And uh, with that being said, let's hop into the, uh, the actual board here of what I'm going to be playing. So I'm going to run through this quick. I'm getting some hurry-up text from the wife. So um, – I'm going to be on UNC this week. Um, I think that, you know, that once again, very explosive offense. They can kind of score at most times when they want to. Um, so we're going to be playing them this week. I think I saw something where, Kat, maybe this is a lean for you as well, but really like UNC this week. Any what thoughts? What do you got, 10, 10 and a half, Jake? Yeah, UNC. yep. I think I, I've, seen it, I've seen it anywhere from 10, 10, to, 10 to 11, so – um, I think it's, I think it opened at like eight, but um, I, I had it at 10 and a half. Okay, so Jake got UNC 10 and a half, minus 10 and a half. Yes, sir. Uh, other game I have um, is going to be Kansas versus Oklahoma. I'm going to be taking the over there. Um, I think that Oklahoma may lay 70 on them. Um, I think just with how their season's gone and how poor this Kansas team is, is if Kansas can put in just a, dumpster you know fourth quarter couple scores and they score at least seven or 14 i really think oklahoma comes out here and hangs a, a huge number on them and, and this over is not not an issue okay at all. 63 is that what you over under 63 there to be fair to the listeners i did get it at 63 and a half so i'll i'll, I'll lay the half there okay, as well 63 and a half can't wait for that to hit 63 and hear you complain on week four podcast but I continue it's possible it could happen <laughs> um Last last line I really like here um, is going to be the Rutgers versus Ohio State over as well. Um, I think Rutgers is has improved a ton. I think their offense is is actually so I wouldn't say strong, but they they can put some points on the board. And I think with this Ohio State defense, they're they're not anywhere close to what they've been in the, in the past. And they don't really have any elite pass rush pass rushers that that you've seen the last couple of years. Um, and I think that they're not they're not going to be able to get after the quarterback like they have in the past. So I think there's 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 going to be some points here laid by Rutgers. And then obviously we talked about this last week. Ohio State's Ohio State. They're going to put up at least anywhere from from 35 to 45. And honestly, I think they can kind of lay their number where they want as well. So I think I think what you're going to see here is if you see Rutgers, you know, put up maybe I don't know 14 to 21 points, kind of just stays in the ball game for for a couple of possessions, and and you kind of get to that like. You know, Ohio State, it's, you know, 40 to 21 where they have to lead, just, lead Justin Fields in type situation. I think you're going to get some some more points here, and I think you're going to see this game go over as well. So, All, right, All right, so there we have it. We got Jake, UNC minus 10.5, Kansas, Oklahoma over 63.5, and, and then Rutgers, Ohio State over 64.5. So what you got that, Jake, 64.5? You got it. All right, there it is. A couple, couple shitty team overs. That's aggressive. I like it. Hey, you know what? Dumpster points. We'll take every one of them we can. Oh, that's great. Well, Jake, uh, we miss you down here, buddy. We're we're gonna we're gonna head to the beach today. We're gonna do some Breeders' Cup tomorrow, and then we're gonna we're gonna get poolside for 
the world's largest cocktail party down here, Florida, Georgia. And then I know you'll be tuning in. I know the wife will probably be tuning in for that Notre Dame Clemson tomorrow night on Prime. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be dialing into that. Um, don't, don't worry. I, I, I'm still watching football. I still watch NFL last night. I'm still, uh, still hate Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, going to be watching football. I'm still going to have picks. Um, so there's, there's no concern there. Boys have a, a great weekend down there in Florida. Uh, Chuck, drink as much, much Captain Orange as you can. Cat, <laughs> lay off the Bud Lights. Lay, lay, oh. lay off the Bud Lights, bud. Oh, no, we're back on the Bush Lights down here. Uh, Chuck, oh, lights, bush my gosh. Bush Lights only come in 24 packs down here. It's, I don't know. That's wild. I've never heard of that in my oh, life. Hey, listen. About 30 tr- racks per grab, your, grab, yourself, grab yourself a land shark. Have a good oh, day. I actually got a case of those, too. Don't worry. Uh, uh, right, those, those, those hit, those, those hit a little different down there. Don't well, they? just all the listeners know that me and Kat are now calling. Um, and I know we probably, we, we, we did in the podcast, but we're calling Jake Jacob from now on because he's a father. So yes. he is now went from Jake to Jacob in our eyes. Cause he is a, uh, an, uh, adult responsible human being now. Listen, I gamble. So it's just a lot more responsibly. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, all right, Jake. Well, Hey, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. And, um, have a good weekend and we'll, we'll talk to you. Okay. Take care of the daughter. All right. All right, boys. See, See ya. ya. Okay. Now we're bringing in our, our good friend, Jake Wolin, former birdhouse roommate. He's living up in Chicago right now. He's up in the city. I believe he's riding for a, uh, a high school girls basketball company right now where he's, he's covering that. He's going to give us some insight here on, um, I should say basketball kind of, kind of what's going on there. Jake, welcome, buddy. How you doing? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, love the show so far. You guys are killing it. So really appreciate that you're having me on today. Well, we appreciate that, right? We're sitting out here. We're poolside in Florida right now. We're trying to get this podcast finished up. I meant to do it last night, but, you know, things happen. Cat was singing karaoke with an 80-year-old man, and, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Things got weird. So we didn't get it done last night. So we're trying to knock this out today, and then we're, we're heading to the beach. So um we're excited to have you on though jake so first thing we want to talk about is there is a kind of a crazy dilemma in the state of illinois right now with ihsa governor pritzker and i know we don't really want to talk politics here on the podcast much but um it's kind of a situation here where i think pritzker came out and said he wants to move high school basketball to the spring ihsa followed that up with saying that they are going to try to move forward with their with their high school season here in the winter time can you kind of talk to us what you've heard and, and what schools are doing? Yeah, it's, it's been really weird and back and forth, especially in the last couple of weeks, especially here up north in the Chicagoland area. So originally, Governor Pritzker called this a, a basketball medium risk sport where you can play, you just have certain guidelines. He shortened the season from like mid-November to mid-February. And then in the last couple of weeks, that's when things really changed, probably with the, the spike in cases and all that. So he originally said, we're going to make this a high-risk sport now, and then postponed basketball indefinitely. And that was the day before the IHSA was expected to make an announcement in the last week of October. And so the following day, IHSA, they got together, they had their meetings, they made an announcement and said, we're going to follow our original thought of playing with the guidelines. They have their own health board they refer to. And so they just said, everyone in the gym has masks. Crowds are going to be small, if any at all, uh, distancing on the bench, things like you've seen with the NBA. And they just said, we saw no evidence that basketball should be a high-risk sport, so we're going to keep doing what we're doing. And then the day after that, the governor came back and said, okay, we're moving it to the spring. There could be punishments, restrictions if you don't follow these rules. And so that's kind of just put everyone in a bind. And what I know so far is that the CPS, the Chicago Public Schools, are definitely playing in the spring. The suburb schools are most likely playing in the spring, just because up here, the student athletes have not been in school. If anything, they've had hybrid schedules, but they've mostly been working or doing their schoolwork from home. So they can't really justify having these kids in the gym and playing games if they're not even in school. And then down south, we have a guy in Edwardsville working with us at Prep Girls Hoops who they're kind of in the same boat. They're pushing harder to play, but a lot of insurance companies are telling them that they can't cover the liability because they're going on their own. The IHSA, they put this in the school's court and just said, 
hey, you guys do what you want yeah, to do. They, what we're left recommending. Up, they left it up to each school district gets to make their decision on whether or not they think that they are going to allow their student athletes to participate in winter basketball. Right. And so they just forfeited liability there. They're like, we're not going to be held liable. You guys can do whatever you want to do. It's up to you. And that's where they're like, okay, well, now we got to refer to these insurance companies to see what liability would look like. And it's not coming back good from the insurance companies. They're telling them, yeah, we probably can't do this. So it's looking like there's not going to be winter basketball. Although I know Morton, and you guys might know more about this. I read the Panagraph article by Jim Benson the other day that said, A, Morton is looking, their school board is trying to vote to play the season. There's a lot of schools down in like part of Illinois and then just state and just the central part of the state that are still holding out hope. There's schools up here that are doing their their tryouts just in case, but there's no one that's so far been, yeah, we're for sure playing this winter. It seems like most are going to just refer to the spring and do what they can there. Now, Jake, when would a spring season start and end then? So when Governor Pritzker originally like laid out the high school season, he made it a four season. So instead of fall, winter, and spring sports, he also added a summer season in there and just shortened everything up. So they, the spring season would then start in mid-February and end, I believe, either late April or early May. And so that's when you were looking to see when football is supposed to be starting as well and volleyball. So all these athletes are going to, especially in small towns, are going to have to decide which sport they play or if they try and play multiple. Some smaller schools might be able to do that. And then to kind of throw another wrinkle into that uh, for basketball, AAU usually starts in the March, April season too. So they're being like, okay, well, are our kids going to go play high school? Are they going to play with us? Are they going to try to do both? And then that's just a big conversation up here. Like, are these kids, do they think they're going to get seen more with their AAU programs and just not even play for their high school teams? Or it depends on like the kid. And if they're a small division kid, they get to play with their high school team and just get noticed there. Whereas like the underclassmen, high level kids are just going to not play for their schools so they can get noticed on the AAU circuits. So there's just a lot of yeah, impurities there too. It, it, with it moving and pushing in the spring and and some schools say they're going to play, some schools aren't say they're going to play. IHSA, do they then, are they going to have essentially two seasons then? Like, are they going to have a winter season for the schools that decide to play in the winter? Are they going to try to have a second? You know what I mean? Like, it, it right. so many questions. And, you know, some of these schools are going to be able to do it in the springtime, but other sports are going to hurt. You know, you're going to lose kids because – football is going to be going on. You're going to run out of gym space because you have volleyball, girls, basketball, boys, basketball. There's just so many crazy unknowns. I think you're going to see a lot of kids that are going to go play. You mentioned the AU. I think a lot of kids are going to go play with their travel teams. I think a lot of them are going to go do that this winter. Um, and it's hard for high school coaches right now, because right now there's no waiver in place that says, Hey, you know, if you go play with your travel team, you can also play for your high school team. Whenever that starts, if you, if you decide to go play with your travel team, and then, then you, you, you have pretty much forfeited your, your high school season. So as a coach, high school coach, would you rather have your players go play uh, real games with their travel team and get their exposure? Or are you going to you know, say, oh, I'd rather have you practice with us in the wintertime, use these contact days, and then try to play with us in the spring if there's even a spring season. So it's a, it's a whole crazy dilemma. And I, you just feel bad for the student athletes. Hopefully that they can try to get something figured out. But um, we appreciate the insight there on, on the IHSA hoops hoopla because it is it is nuts. So, uh, but I, CPS is one of the first schools that came out districts that came out and said we're not going to play in the winter time. We're going to wait until spring, which was huge because a lot of schools were thinking, well, we're going to go with the IHSA. We're going to play in the winter, and then uh, CPS came out and said we're not playing in the winter. And then a lot of people were like, oh, maybe maybe we're not either. You know what I mean? So, it's uh it's been wild. Okay. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Next thing here, we want to ha- give us a quick birdhouse update um, on on most of the boys. You you get to hear and see most of them being up there in the city. That's where everybody's at. I'm kind of the the lone man out there down down oh, state. Yeah. yeah, well, Nolan is still uh, up there for now, but he's maybe looking. Jake, give us an update. Um, I'm gonna throw a name at you. Quick, quick update on each of them. How about we'll start with your roommate first, Brian Shear. Brian Share, he's doing good. He's he's working his tail off every day in the accounting world. Um, his music is starting to take off. He's really loving what he's doing and just kind of creating music and vibing with 
with some friends like Caleb Ewing that we all know and just just having a ball and we're trying to, to stay sane in the same apartment. God, I love that kid. He is he is <laughs> um, okay. Let's switch over. Let's keep it let's keep it in Leroy here for you. They'll be right. Nolan Samer. Nolan Samer, engaged to be married. He's living out in uh, Hampshire, Illinois, uh, with Nina. Everyone loves Nina. Um, got a dog and engaged to be married May, the end of May, and also continuing to work uh, the same job, just staffing industry, and seems to be thriving out in the suburbs. Can you provide us with the dog's name, please? That is Millie. Millie. Millie, Millie, Millie Rock. Millie I Rock. I like that a lot. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Uh... How about Eric Chang Chagnon? Eric Chang. He is hunkered down in downtown Chicago, right on the river. Uh, see him every now and then. Didn't see him last night at our softball game. Probably working. He's back in work uh, at the Sears Tower every day. So he's grinding away probably harder than any of us. Is he? What's his uh, relationship status with Miss Natalia? They are also engaged to be married. I think the the wedding date is to be determined. Uh, it doesn't seem like any of a rush, especially with all that's going on now. But love that couple. Been together forever, and and we'll we'll be celebrating that wedding hard. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun one. Okay, how about um, Daniel Mauer? Danny Mauer. Danny Mauer in Tinley Park, Illinois. He is coaching lacrosse and teaching mathematics. Uh, he is. I believe he is fully remote right now. Saw him at softball last night. Seems to be same old Danny doing well. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch on on anything about his relationship status right now. <laughs> we'll go with uh, next up, Landon Hoon. Landon, actually, Landon might be the one grinding harder than any of us. He's in the mortgage industry. He's at work all the time, every day of the week. It seems he's at the office. Uh, but he's he was a softball last night as well. Uh, still the freakish athlete that he is, just charging over people and seems to be killing it. <laughs> oh, man. And then I think that leaves Grant Fromm. Grant. Grant, um, he got a new job actually as well. He is working um, in the financial, I guess, side of Aldi. And his office is out in Naperville. And he just started there a couple weeks ago. Seems to like it a lot. Glad he's he's out of where he was and seems to be living a great life. Oh, Fromm's got to be pissed. He's got to leave the city. Yeah, once he's once that gets back, he's people. he's gonna he's gonna be frustrated driving out to Naperville every day from the city. But that's still hopefully a few months away at least. Oh, I could just picture Grant like he, he's he's <laughs> driving to work in the morning and he's vibing to some kind of like one of like Kanye's weird albums and he's, and he's, and he's feeling himself. He's driving and then traffic just starts getting bad. People start getting, and I can just see Grant just getting very, very angry. Um, <laughs> he's going to be frustrated. Oh, geez. But he does have, uh, he has a, has a new girlfriend as of recent too, as well. Right. He does. He does. Bree. She's great. We all love her. She's part of our, our friend group, our quarantine group up here. And yeah, they, they seem very happy. Took a trip out to LA or Southern California together. Looked like a great time. Uh, yeah, everything seems to be going great there. So I, did I, I didn't miss anybody, did I? Uh, not except you and me. Did, well, you know, I, I think <laughs> listeners know what I got going on. But for you, Jake, you're uh, you're you're working in the city, right? And uh, real quick, what do you got going on? Yeah, working in the city, working from home for the next few months, still in the insurance world, uh, trying to get out to as many AAU basketball practices as I can. High school seasons, like we talked about, probably not going to happen. So on the prep girl hoop side, got to. Got to make do with what I got and try and just get out into the suburbs and, and watch as many teams play as I can. Great, man. Great. Okay. So um, me and Kat are trying to get to the beach today. So we're going to, we're going to try to kind of pick up the pace here a little bit. Clemson, Notre Dame, big game, prime time tomorrow night. Uh, I think that right now it is Clemson is minus five and a half. They're giving five and a half to Notre Dame. You got uh, the freshman quarterback, first true road test, I guess, in a sense. I know that's not going to be a sold-out crowd there with COVID, but uh, a road test at that. And you got a Notre Dame team that's kind of got some confidence, but they have really, really, really struggled against top five opponents. Their last, what, 20 games they've played against top five, they have really struggled. Give us a quick insight there on that line, Jake. Yeah, I, I actually got Clemson at minus four and a half, so I like that number even a little bit better. And I do like Clemson here. Like you said, Notre Dame, defense is really good. Have they faced top-tier talent yet? No, not really. Um, and, and you saw what they've done just on the offensive side. 
not the best passing team. They love to run the ball. And I think that helps Clemson just with their defense and being able to stop the run and, and make Brooke throw it. Um, and then the Clemson offense, the quarterback looked fine, obviously shaky against Boston College, but he's an athlete. He's a five-star kid. Uh, still got Etienne in the run game. So I like Clemson there. Supposed to be good weather in South Bend. I have the over at 50.5. Don't hate that as well. Okay, can you pronounce DJ's last name, the Clemson quarterback? Nope, not a chance. Okay, all right. <laughs> I was yeah. practicing it, but I don't remember now, so. I nope. think you're right, Jake. I think uh, Clemson's going to just try to just stop the run as much as possible, and then they're going to trust their athletes on the outside. Notre Dame's receivers, they don't, they don't have any deep threats, so they're going to try to trust their athletes on, on the secondary to take care of, of Notre Dame's, and then they're going to try to stop the run. Uh, tricky line. Notre Dame's due for a big win, but man, I don't, it's 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 hard to, to go against Clemson. They are they seem to be them and Alabama, and seem to be everybody else. So we'll see. It should be a fun one. Okay, cocktail party. We got the world's largest cocktail party tomorrow. That is Florida versus Georgia. Games in Jacksonville, Florida. Not going to be quite the same where you have half the stadium in their their blue and then the other half in the red. But um, it's still it's still a big game in the SEC. It looks like Georgia's giving three points right now. That is the 230 CBS game of the week. Thoughts on that? I like Florida here. Um, they're coming off a, a huge win after being out for a while. And, and last week, a lot of people thought Mizzou would be able to compete with them a little bit. Mizzou's been playing pretty well this year. And Florida just beat them pretty badly. Uh, their offense is great. Uh, Georgia, on the other hand, offense isn't great, and they're they're known a lot for this really good defense, which they are good, but they've only faced, I believe it's one top 60 offense this year. So they haven't been as tested, especially against an offense like Florida has. So I like Florida with the points there. I had the over at 52 and a half, and if I think Florida is going to put up points, I think Georgia is going to have to show what they got on offense to open it up a little bit. So I think this one's a, a higher scoring game, especially for a, that 230 SEC slot. All right. I, I disagree. I really like Georgia this week. I think people got Georgia fatigue. Florida's going to be the most public dog of the week, in my opinion. So yeah. mentioned Georgia's defense. Georgia ranks like second in the country in tackling. Um, they're 23rd in pass defense. Georgia or Florida hasn't faced anything like that. So I, I actually really like Georgia. Okay, Jake. Well, hey, that's all we got for you this week, man. We appreciate you hopping on with us. It's been it's been good to hear you get you back on here. Keep an eye on all the Birdhouse boys for us this, uh, while I'm gone down here in the south, and we'll, we'll, we'll be texting you throughout the weekend. And me and Kat, our weekend plans here, we're heading to the beach here shortly today, and then we're going to hunker down. I'm, I'm at my aunt and uncle's down here. We're going to get get some games going on the TV and be poolside tomorrow for those games. So what about you? What, what's your weekend plans looking like? Uh, you know, I am not going to go to the beach, but it is going to be a solid 60, <laughs> 65 degrees and sunny tomorrow. So might try and get outside somewhere. Uh, I was talking with Brady Tibbetts, might try and, and grind out some games with him tomorrow afternoon. That's looking like a possibility. Uh, but yeah, you guys enjoy. I'll probably be making my way down to central Illinois here in a couple weeks. So We'll have to uh, reconvene in the old basement at Charlie Shen's house and, and watch some games and hopefully some college basketball. Let's yeah. know. Let's go. All right, Jake. Well, we'll get, we'll try to get you back on the podcast when basketball season comes back around. We'll talk some some Missouri Valley hoops. Hopefully, you haven't turned into a Loyola guy since the <laughs> city. Um, but yeah, we'll get you back on soon. And thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Yep. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me on. Have a good trip. See you, buddy. See you. See you guys. All right, our next portion here, we're going to start talking some college football lines. It was great to have Jake Woland on. Now we're bringing in uh, a Bartonville native. Uh, I know he's residing in Washington nowadays, but he's, he's got Bartonville in his blood. That is our good friend, Adam Schmidt. Adam, welcome, buddy. What's going on, fellas? Giving uh, the pod a listen the last couple of weeks. So I'm excited to get on here and give everyone some winners. <laughs> we're, we're glad to have you, man. We were just talking. To, we were trying to explain it to my aunt and uncle, like, you know, we've we've been doing this pod. We did the first one just kind of for a joke, but then people were like, "Hey, actually, not not too bad, fellas." So glad that you're listening. That you've been on. Uh, you've been vocal on Twitter, which we love well, to aside from Jake's record, everything has been pretty solid. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's had other things in his mind. Yeah, no, understandable. Uh, I, you know, we we were trying to get Taylor on today, but 
it, it's just probably not gonna happen. You know how that goes with that kid. You know, Shemp, he's a working man. I mean, the guy's got the guy's got work on his mind twelve hours a day. So well, trying to catch him at these hours, it's impossible. What the thing is, the kid, the kid works. He, like you said, he works twelve hours and he goes to bed early. But that's three hours that he gets to himself. Kid takes full advantage of that. Well, and also a snap story the other day. It was, you know, probably 12.07 his time. And he puts up a snap story of a Corona and a hard-boiled egg at a gas station. <laughs> I'm thinking, what are we doing here, Anglin? What, what is going on? <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh. All right, so we're, we're happy to have Adam on. He's going to kind of, I want to say fill in for Jake, but you know, Jake uh, Light already came on and talk to us about some of his picks. So we're going to have Adam's going to sit here and chat with us a little bit about some college football lines. Adam, let's have you start first. Anything um, that you like, maybe ACC, Big Ten-wise, those two conferences, ACC, Big Ten, anything in there that that catches your eye? So I really don't have anything Big Ten. Um, That conference tends to bore me sometimes unless you get a top ten matchup. So one that I got here, probably the biggest game of the weekend, is Clemson-Notre Dame. Um, everybody thinks, you know, Trevor Lawrence being out, it's, it's not going to be a game false Clemson's quarterback DJ, you know, I don't really know how to say his last name. Ugalele kids, a stud. He's not your Did typical, you say like the instrument. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just call him ukulele from here on out. Yeah. DJ ukulele. He's not chase Bryce. He's a little bit better than chase Bryce. He's not Trevor Lawrence. But I can see them easily covering six against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's fraud. Everybody who's not a Notre Dame fan knows that. Okay. I know. I think Kat has some comments on that. Game. I, don't, I don't know. What's, yeah, I, I figured you'd give us a player prop on like an over for yards or something. <laughs> that seems to be your specialty. I love my player props. <laughs> and watching, watching ukulele tear up Boston College last weekend, albeit a close game, just take his player prop for yards over. They love to <laughs> sling it around. I love oh. it. You're hurting Chuck. Chuck. Chuck's Irish. Yeah, he's not happy about it. I'm that. torn, Adam. If anybody knows me, I went down to Clemson a couple years, and they turned me into a fan. I loved Clemson a lot. That's my team. But I've always, deep down, have been an Irish fan. So this is a fun game for me. I don't know what I'm going to do yet on it. Uh, That's Kat, too bad. Is Kat, you got anything in the ACC or Big Ten that maybe catches your eye? I know. Um, Kat, hey, Adam, Cat's moving a little slow this morning. Things got a little weird last night. Um, I bet. I got that late text saying you still up and, and it was late. So I believe it. <laughs> well, you know, Adam, we're down here. We're, we're not, um, we're not in the, in the rich beach neighborhood area. We're here in the, uh, their inner part of Florida on the inner land here. And it is, it's the deep South Florida, buddy. It's, so it's, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Very. It's weird. <laughs> we, we had a good old time. That's all I'm going to say. A uh, couple games I like here. I know Jake White touched on both UNC and Michigan State earlier. I've actually put both of those in already. I like Michigan State getting seven. Uh, I said earlier, I don't think Iowa's any good. Um, Schmidt, I don't know if you've watched much Iowa this year. You said the Big Ten's boring. Iowa leads that boring charge. Yeah. Uh, then uh, UNC, I they uh, Duke Duke can't really throw the ball at all. You mentioned Chase Bryce earlier. He's actually at Duke now. He's He has not been very good. Uh, Duke relies on the run. Um, they, they struggle stopping the pass. So I think Sammy Howell should be able to move the ball all over the place. Um, once they get up, Duke's going to have to throw to try to keep up with them. And uh, I, I don't see that happening. So I like, I like UNC a lot. Um, I think they're at 10 and a half or 11. Okay. That's great. Um, for me, I, I guys this week, I have, this is the least amount of reading and research I've done. I was trying to get sub plans together. <laughs> We're traveling um, I, I was all over the place. We have all the craziness happening with our high school sports. So, um, for me, I'm on the opposite side of cat. I kind of like Iowa. I think that's a good spot for them. Michigan state. They looked good last week against Michigan. They're in a the letdown spot. They're going to come out and look terrible. Iowa's going to beat them. Um, Karan, we were, Adam, we were talking about Karan Taylor, the Peoria native. Illinois oh Michigan. yeah. Um, I kind of look at that, that Maryland Penn state over. Those are two teams that don't really like each other. The coaches don't, and that's at 63. I think Penn State's going to try to score it. You saw Maryland score it a little bit last week. So I'm looking at that Maryland-Penn State over. And then over in the ACC, nothing huge. Maybe I might look at that Boston College-Syracuse over 52. Maybe uh, BC, you know, they can score it. Syracuse, maybe they can get a couple touchdowns. And if they do, then I think that thing could go over at 52.5. But 
Um, that's just me for those. Let's move on. Big 12, SEC, Cash. Hey, did, real quickly, did you guys discuss Indiana, Michigan? I saw Indiana's rocking the uh, digital camo unis. Oh, are they? Yeah. So, I mean, that caught my eye. You know, jerseys are big in this world. Anytime <laughs> you come out wearing those and you're getting three, it sounds, sounds like a good Drew number. Bill. He just hops on and he's like, hey, this team's wearing all black tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, like he, he said, sent that text in earlier about NC State's first game ma- since their mascot died. I don't know what the hell that means. But, hey, oh, it sounds wait, right. Wait, it sounds who right. Who, wait, who is that? NC State? You always – mascot mascot deaths or – yeah, you always take that team. Who was that NC State? That's what he said, yeah. They're playing Michigan – or, uh, I'm sorry, they're playing Miami tonight. Oh, the Hurricanes are in trouble. At, um, at North Carolina State, Wolfpack. Oh, they're probably going to have a big ceremony for the dog. I mean, <laughs> the Husky, a, it's a Husky or something, isn't it? Yeah, I'm – oh, my god. It's gosh. ten and a half. It's ten and a half. Oh, we're going to – I think we got to take NC State. Drew Bill's on to something. <laughs> Who would have thought we would say that on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that Michigan-Indiana is interesting. Michigan – is giving three to Indiana. Indiana is getting three at home. They're probably going to be a huge public dog, I would think, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough uh, game. I think it could be a it could be a spot where in, uh, Michigan's looking to bounce back after last week. Uh, so that's that's a tough game. I don't have any thoughts on that. I'm probably just staying away altogether. Okay, we're going to move over. Cat's going to go first here. Cat, anything in the Big 12 or the SEC? Two conferences here. Big 12, SEC, anything you like? Yeah, I'll start in the Big 12. Um, one game that caught my eye there, Texas-West Virginia. Uh, I think that's a really interesting game. I think that's sitting around seven. Um, I'm a Horns fan. That's my team. But I do kind of like West Virginia there. I do too, Kat. Uh, Texas Texas should not have won last week. I know they did. I was pumped. Uh, but that looking at the box score after the game, they had no business winning that game. Uh, West Virginia's defense has been stout all year. Um, so I, I do kind of like the Mountaineers there. Schmidt, you got anything on that game? Uh, no. The only thing I had Big 12-wise, um, I've, I've been a big fan of fading Kansas the last couple weeks. I know it's a cop-out, but that Oklahoma spread is awfully big. So I'm looking at first half minus 24. Uh, Spencer Rattler, not a fan of his. I think he's really cocky and really ugly. But I think even Drew Bill <laughs> – I think Drew Bell could even put up 35 on the Jayhawks. So I love that first half spread. It was, and what was it, 24, you said? Yeah, Oklahoma minus 24 in the first half. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, I've been fading Kansas all year. That's pretty much easy money. Yeah. And with Puka Williams opting out of the season or whatever, who knows what happened with that guy. But he was their lone star on offense. So once he's gone, they're done. Got anything else you like in the Big Twelve? Uh, Big Twelve, I don't see much this week. I, I didn't, I haven't had time to look a whole lot, but I don't like much in the Big Twelve. October's over. You October's they, over. They covered barely last week. Uh, didn't we they? are moving on to November uh, though in the <laughs> SEC. I don't know if anyone's aware of November. Oh uh, God! But <laughs> they're actually not playing this week. Uh, but I do. In the SEC, I, 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 we mentioned with Jake Wolin. I know Schmidt, you didn't hear that, but I like Georgia a lot this week um, at three. Um, they have – they're number two in the country in tackling. Um, special teams, they rank third. Um, they're 23rd in pass defense. So, uh, Florida likes to throw the ball. They like to get it to their athletes in space. Georgia's able to tackle them, get them off the field. Um, Florida ranks like 97th in tackling, and special teams, they rank 53rd. So um, I think Georgia's going to have a field position uh, advantage all day. Florida hasn't been able to stop anybody. Um, I know Stetson Bennett hasn't been great, but um, if they can get the ball to their athletes, I think they're going to be just fine. Adam, anything for you in the SEC? You want to talk on that world's largest cocktail party game that Cat just talked about or anything? Else? Uh, I, I got one. I got, I'm looking at maybe South Carolina. They're getting a bunch of points at home against Texas A&M. Texas A&M kind of starting to get it going, but – uh, I, I think it's kind of a good spot. Night game there in South Carolina. They're getting some points at home. I think they can maybe stay in the game, keep it close. It's it's kind of a boring weekend in the SEC this week. So uh, the game I have circled is probably the most boring out of them all. Uh, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, over under 45. I don't see how you don't take over 45. Anytime you get a number like that, I don't care who's playing. Um, Vandy gives up 38. Mississippi State gives up 30. You got to play over 45 at that number. Okay. I mean, that Mississippi State offense has looked atrocious, but I've seen Vandy. I don't know why I was watching Vandy play one weekend in the basement, but I think they're playing LSU. You're right. They they got a couple athletes. Maybe they can get some points up in there. 
Okay, anything else for you? Uh, I do, I do kind of like Tennessee. Um, Arkansas hasn't been able to win a game versus anyone that uh, doesn't just throw the ball 100 times a game. Uh, Tennessee's got great O line, so I think they're going to rely on them, try to pound the rock. Uh, I, Arkansas, last week I watched what AM did to them. They should have covered. That was a tough loss for me and Ducky there. Uh, oh, that was. Back, I forgot Arkansas about that. Arkansas backdoors us at the last second. That, that was, was on my board, too. That, that yeah. would have given me a three in a week, and they did. We were, we were texting each other, too, and yeah. you, you called it. We, we're going to get backdoored. We're going to get backdoored. I think that the Arkansas coach is, uh, is aware of the spread, and he was looking to cover there. They were running hurry up, down <laughs> down three or four scores, whatever it was. But, uh, yeah, they, they have their strength, Arkansas strength, stopping the pass. I think Tennessee's going to run the ball. I do kind of like Tennessee there. I haven't put it in yet, but um, I, I do like Tennessee maybe just play them on the money line. Getting backdoored by the worst quarterback in college football has got to be a pretty depressing <laughs> feeling. <laughs> Not a full day, Frank. I mean, he is terrible. <laughs> Man, there were some games like like when he was playing for Florida, and they had like a big game. It was like, all right, hey, this is Florida's chance to like big game, and then Fleet play Franks goes out there and just lays a turd. Yeah. But uh, okay, Pac 12s back at him, so we're gonna get some late night games, real late for me and Cat here on the East Coast. But Pac 12s back. I I don't know a lot about the Pac 12 this year. I have not done a lot of my research. I listened to a podcast the other night where they had kind of the students come in and talk about their schools, but they all just talk about how their school's the best. So I don't really know about Pac-12, but is there anything that is, uh, that's looking decent for you this week in Pac-12-wise? Uh, I agree with you. I don't really know too much about Pac-12 as well. Uh, the only thing that really matters out west is Hawaii's back on the island. So take the over. Oh, <laughs> You're right. You get back <laughs> the island. Who is that? Is it your dad? That's the, the yes. That you bring them inland, and they tend to struggle a little bit because I mean they go from the island, and then you bring them inland. They got to play in Wyoming, and, you know, Idaho. They're playing freezing weather. Getting back on the island, I'm slaying pigskin a little bit. Take the over. Is it? Is it? Does it? Big White Mike didn't he? Didn't he hop on them? All I. Every you know what? I think he was on an eight week streak last year of just straight Hawaii overs. And <laughs> 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 get that text about. 10.53, seven minutes before kickoff. Hey, take Hawaii over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. For me, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add one game to my – just for the fans, I'm going to put a Pac-12 game on my board this week. I'm not going to tell you right now. I'm going to wait until that board comes around. But I got one game in there. Adam, can you guess what I'm going to take on the Pac-12? Oh, man, Charlie. Um you strike me as an Oregon guy, so maybe them giving nine. I, I'm just gonna say you're close. I'll leave it at that. We'll, we'll, I'll, you have to listen to the rest of the podcast to get my my pick on that. I think Cat's got something in the Big Twelve. Yeah, our Pac-12. I'm sorry. Yeah, I uh, I really like USC this week. Um, they return uh, they return eight starters on offense, including three of their top four receivers. Uh, defense they return eleven of their top thirteen tacklers. Um, overall, the Trojans are bringing back about eighty two percent of the returning production. Um, Arizona State only bringing back about 63% of production um, and only 50% on offense. Uh, Arizona State lost stud running back Eno Benjamin, and then obviously we see what uh, what the Niners' Brandon Ayuk's doing out there, top receiver. So I think Arizona State could take a small step back early. Uh, I really like USC. Slovis um, lit Arizona State up last year for 432 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, so I think Slovis and the, the Trojans are probably the best team in the Pac-12 this year. Really like them. It's an odd start time. That's a 9 a.m. Pacific start time. Uh, USC at home there. I think it helps being um, it helps being sleeping in your own bed, waking up, or having to be up that early. Uh, I know that I saw something the last three weeks. I believe it was USC's been practicing. They've been getting up that early every Saturday morning just to prepare as if it was game day. Because uh, the 9 a.m. start is so odd, so I, I really like the Trojans this week. They're trying to get them some TV time. Um, yeah, no, to... yeah. Pac-12 is looking for more TV time. Those late night games or people go to bed, especially yeah, on the same. East Coast. So yeah. they're trying to help the recruiting any way they can. But that just seems odd. Why don't you just play more afternoon games? And I, I don't get it. Okay, so we're going to move to our other category, and so that is kind of anything else that's outside the uh, the Power Five. Adam, is there anything? else you want to you want to yes about? uh the cincinnati houston over um me drew and, and angle we all got on that cincinnati over last week i uh, love this number houston defense atrocious 
Um, you just gotta you gotta hope that you get twenty to twenty four points from Houston in this one. I think Desmond Ritter is going to do his job. Uh, I think they easily put up thirty five, maybe even more. So I love that over. And then tonight's game, uh, I got this number. Do you think real quick before you go to that, Adam? Do you think that that Houston? Do you think Houston can keep it within thirteen and a half? I think they should. Uh, Houston got yeah, absolutely destroyed like- last week by UCF. So I think Cincinnati, man, they're top five, top ten team for sure with that defense. Yeah, it's it's an interesting game, but okay, go ahead. So is there something else you said? You yeah, like and then uh, got this line a couple couple nights ago. I was just looking at it earlier, so it's not the same. It's now at four and a half, but BYU minus three. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer, Boise State quarterback, missed last week with COVID, so he's probably not going to play tonight. Uh, but we're just looking at a few things. Boise State, their first two games, they're giving up 290 on the yard or on the ground, yards rushing. And boy, uh, BYU, that's their go-to is running the ball. So I think BYU runs all over them. Now, it, did Bachmeyer miss with COVID? They didn't announce They didn't, missed, but it's, I, just, I just searched his name and all the Boise people were saying he had COVID. Okay. I mean, the backup came in and did just fine last week. Um, he he had a great game. I also took something in that game earlier in the week. I took the over 59 and a half. I think that's up to 63 or 63 and a half now. Um, neither of those teams uh, are able to stop the big play. Um, well, I should say both offenses. Neither of them move very fast. Both offenses rely on big plays. And um, I think that goes over easily. Um, so I'm pretty happy with my 59 and a half with, I mean, it's up. Yeah. Well, now, last so. time, uh, Mr. Schimpf told me to take a BYU over. I think the number was 60 and I think the game ended at 30. So BYU overs haven't been too, too nice to me. Was that, they playing I, that I don't remember, they... but you were all over it. Yeah. And it was disgusting. Oh. <laughs> it was, U- it was UTSA. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> yes. It was Texas San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. We're sitting in the garage and Chuck's, you know, we still got a chance and you're like, Chuck, you need, 30 points in five minutes. It's not happening. I was just shoving Man, that, big that Chuck's so cat that, or his fish that he fried, just shoving in my mouth, pissed about watching that game. <laughs> That's the only thing that got me Seriously. through that day was, was because I, that was, that was a rough weekend for me. That's before we even did the podcast, but then I, I've been able to turn it around <laughs> a little bit, but uh, in other categories for me, I was kind of looking at that Houston Cincy game, but I was I, speaking of UTSA, they're playing. They're playing against Rice. Rice is given five at home. I I was kind of leaning UTSA, but I, I don't know. I, maybe I stay away. I was looking at also at uh, North Texas is minus two against Louisiana Tech. North Texas getting a night game down there. I think maybe they win at home. I'll cover that too. But that's that's what I. That's kind of all I got going on. Can anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I don't have anything else. Schmidt, tell Chuck to take it easy on North Texas. That that no, well. Charlie. Just stay in your lane. That's all I got to say. Stay in your lane. <laughs> get all your picks down on a piece of cardboard for this weekend. <laughs> yes. Plays. Adam, we're, we're, we're sitting here poolside by an uncle's. It's absolutely gorgeous. We're getting ready to head to the beach here soon. So um, uh, don't worry. There's going to be lots of uh, – I'm, I'm worried for me tonight after I dig into the captains that I'm going to put all these games in tonight when I'm sitting at, with Kat at the bar and – um, then, then I wake up tomorrow morning and I'm watching game day and look at my phone. I'm like, shit, I bet on 20 games last night, cat. Now I got to start fading myself <laughs> here. I, I don't know. So, <laughs> um, okay. Anything else Adam that you want to, that you want to talk about? What, what do you got going on this weekend? Are you playing golf with a nice, I wish there? I, uh, no, I got nothing going on. I got my little nephew's birthday party tomorrow. His last football game. So I go off the last two Saturdays and I tell you what, it was so cold. So I'm, I'm probably going to retire the clubs for, <laughs> Until next spring. Leave it to Adam Schmidt to play the last two Saturdays when it was cold, and then you get six days in Illinois in November where it's 65-plus, and he doesn't bring the sticks out of the Uh, trunk. Charlie, last Saturday I played with Drew Bill at Metamore Field. I I think you can imagine how that went. How many balls did Drew Bill lose there? He he actually was on on pace to crack 100 and then just fell apart last couple holes. So. Oh. There's there's people that should be allowed to play at Metamore Fields, and then there's people that shouldn't be allowed to play at Metamore Fields. I'm not saying Drew Bill's one of them, but he's yeah, no, he's close. definitely right on the right on the edge. <laughs> All right, Adam. Well, hey, uh, good stuff, buddy. We're glad to have you on. We want to get you on again when me and Cat aren't as short on time because we we're kind of we're kind of pushing the yeah, pace here a little bit. Sounds today, good, fellas. We appreciate the insight. So 
Uh, you want to give any any anybody you want to give a shout out or say anything to before you hop off? I uh, just want to give a shout out to Big Chris, man. I know he's battling with his plays. Uh, he he put me on a little horse trifecta box the other night. I know he's struggling. I know he's struggling, but uh, he's 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 reaching for winners, man. So we need to help him out. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. Thoughts <laughs> for him, man. But all right, Adam, we, we we appreciate you. We'll text you here throughout the weekend about some of these games, and then we'll look to get you back on the podcast another time. Um, we're going to try to get Titty on, but that's probably not going to happen. So he told us his picks. Um, uh, we'll do it right now since we got you on here. So uh, here we fun go. Fun in the sun. Yep. Fun in the sun picks from Taylor England. Well, it's all the picks are kind of fun in the sun this week for us, Cat, because we're down here with them. But uh, he wants uh, – oh, me and Cat were laughing at these two last night because he sent it to us last night. He likes the West Virginia, Texas over 54. Two defenses that are trending up and in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> not Taylor's, not Taylor's direction. Uh, the opposite of Taylor's direction. That's at 54. And then I don't know, maybe, maybe it does. And then he also likes Steelers minus 13 and a half. Who are they playing? The Cowboys? Yeah. The Cowboys. What a safe yes. pick. Yeah. Where to go I out mean, on a limb. Yeah. Cowboys. Oh, cat! No one has said that in the last three weeks. That's why you hop on them. Oh. Cowboys haven't covered a game yet. They got to cover at some point, right? Why is the line thirteen and a half, Adam? That's like, hey, you know, all the Steelers got to do is win by two touchdowns, you know, and it's like, oh, they'll they'll win by two touchdowns. Well, you, they might be starting Garrett Gilbert, who, by the way, was a starting quarterback for who? Uh, he was a big name school, wasn't he? He was at Texas. He was at Texas, wasn't he? Yeah, he was at. Did he transfer out of there though? I don't remember. I think he might have been at Texas, then transferred to Oklahoma State or something. I don't fucking remember. Either way, either All way, boring right. picks for Chris. I mean, kid will probably go two now. It'll, it'll be my <laughs> fault. That's the best part. It'll be my fault when he loses. Yeah, I know. As soon as they go down, you're getting a text. But um, he's actually been pretty good. He went one on one last week, and then he was two and zero the week before. Right? Is this our third? This is our third yeah. podcast. Yeah, so he's three and one. Three and one. Three and one. If you're if you're following the fun in the sun, you're three and one. Yeah, so you're winning. You're winning. So keep. Keep tailing Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, Adam. So we appreciate it, buddy. Have we'll a safe vacation, soon. fellas. Okay, that brings us in now to our Drew Bill I Need Winners recap. Kat, what's had you go first? Give us your board. Go ahead and give us your three that you like. I think you went one and two last week, but correct me if I'm wrong. The games that you've had, Kat has done a nice, I, I, I shouldn't be pepping him up right now. He's done a nice job. He's had tough luck on which teams he puts on his board versus the teams he doesn't, and he actually bets. He's having a great college football season. He just he's just not picking the right ones for his three picks on the board. But, Cat, go ahead and give us your three. Uh, yep. So this week I'm gonna ride. I believe Jake lights on this as well. UNC. Um, I got it at eleven. Um, I like USC, the Trojans, at ten and a half, and give me the Georgia Bulldogs, um, given three. I really like them as well. So, Cat going with all favorites. He's going to go UNC minus 11, USC minus 10.5, and, and then Georgia minus 3. Uh, I like I like that USC line. I think I'll probably hop on that too. North Carolina seems like a good bet too. I like I like both of those, Cat. Uh, for me, I am kind of all over the place this week. I'm going to go with the Eastern Carolina two-lane over 60.5. That line to me should be 75 and a half. Uh, <laughs> uh, ECU scores. They don't play defense. Tulane, they got an athletic left-handed quarterback. Um, they got a good offensive line. I believe Colt Naylor's back for uh, the Pirates this week too, correct? Yep, perfect. Over 60 and a half. So that's my first one. Second one, I'm going against Jake and Cat. Going against what mostly everybody thinks. I'm going to take the Iowa Hawkeyes minus six and a half is that what it is cat i think i got it at six Depends and a half it, that's fine yeah yeah let me look here uh yes yeah i took michigan state at seven but i do think it's at six and six a half and a half. half so we'll give that to you so i'm gonna take iowa minus six and a half they are going to win by 10 points okay. so i'll take that at Maybe home on a little alternate line there maybe get some juice yeah <laughs> i'm gonna need something and then the last one i'm gonna take is i told you guys earlier I'm going to take at least something in the Pac-12 in honor of it being the first week back, and I am going to take Oregon State minus one and a half at home. Oregon State minus one and a half. They're at home. They're playing Washington State. 
don't know a lot about it, but I told you guys I'm going something big to our uh, Pac-12. And after listening to a podcast their night, like them, and that, that, those are my three. So the recap, Oregon State minus one and a half, Iowa minus six and a half, ECU Tulane over 60 and a half. And then you got Jake's earlier, North Carolina minus 10 and a half, Kansas, Oklahoma over 63 and a half, Rutgers, Ohio State over 64 and a half. Just told you cats. And then uh, Taylor's again, uh, fun in the sun picks were West Virginia, Texas over 54, Steelers minus 13 and a half. So those are our picks. Those are some of our college football stuff we like. We'll be putting in some more bets. So check Twitter if we put anything else up there. Um, other than that, me and Kat, I've, I've said it multiple times on the podcast, we are heading to New Smyrna Beach. The, it's actually the shark bite capital of the world. So we'll see if Kat gets in past his knees. Um, but <laughs> not? Um, it's we got nice weather. It's about eighty degrees down here right now. My aunt and uncle's place is sweet. I'm gonna post a picture of the backyard that me and Cad just did our podcast from um, on Twitter, so you can see kind of where we're, where we've been chilling at. And then uh, we're staying in New Samira uh, tonight. Tomorrow we're coming back here. Uh, there's gonna be ribs on the grill. There's gonna be college football on the TV. We're gonna be poolside with some drinks. Um, so that's kind of what we got going on. And then Sunday is kind of to be determined. We're going to kind of go with the flow, see what the weather's like, kind of see how we're feeling after the long Possible day. Possible tropical storm, little rain on Sunday maybe. We'll find out. Uh, should be interesting. A lot of NFL. Yeah, a lot of NFL Sunday. We might uh, head in. Stetson University's here. And we're, we're actually, we're in DeLand right now is where we're at. So it's, uh, what my uncle say, Kat, it's the... It's the oldest, it's the oldest uh, city in Florida that's not on the coast. There you go, oldest city, and it it is it's it's neat, it's cool, it's uh they got a nice little downtown area where they got some bars and stuff, and they got live music, and then Stetson University's here, they got an awesome baseball field and a great baseball program, uh, Corey Kluber and the Grom were both Stetson University alum, so they got a good baseball program. Uh, I'm gonna go show Cat around the town as we head out to the beach, and um, we're we're looking forward to a fun weekend here. We we appreciate you guys listening. Other than that, guys, have a great weekend. We'll uh, we'll see you on Twitter. We'll post our stuff. And Kat, go ahead and take us away. Yep. Wish everyone the best of luck this week. Uh, and remember, early bird gets the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese.